que dice que onda this episode is brought to you by Three Punk Ales Brewing located here in the heart of downtown Chula Vista on 3rd Avenue enjoy the show you're listening to the Emo Brown the saddest Mexican podcast Halloween show. Yeah. That's what you're a part of today, bro. The Ooh. Halloween show. Only because I really want to get into horror movies and shit, but I just, I want to get into movies in general. Yeah. I have a real short selection of movies that I watch and they're all related to drugs and narco shit. And yeah, I have a short selection of movies that I watch and they're all related to uh murder. Well, that's why you're here. You fucking crazy guy. <laughs> but before we get into that, let's get into Patreon. Yeah. Let's get into those who make this what it is. Yeah. See, that's how you handle Patreon right at the beginning. Right at the beginning, bro. Because if they're going to tune out, at least they got to know yeah, that Yeah, they got to know way. that I gave them the fucking shout out, you know? Yep. I'm going to have a celebrity here today. Mm. And then, what time they, are they showing and up? And if they stick around long enough, they'll find out who it is. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Patreoners, we have a couple of new ones. Jesus Christ, we're we're growing this little thing of ours. And we're she said. very appreciative. Jason Holleran is the newest member. Thank you very much for jumping on the gang. Vanessa Aguirre. The Good Seed Food Company, Danielle Rodriguez of Belching Beaver, Peacock of Tapcraft LLC, Oliver Whitney, my barber, bro. I take my kids to this man. Mm. This man chops my boy's hair. I haven't got my hair cut in years. I can tell you look like a broke ass Hulk Hogan. Bro, we'll that's get into what that I'm going too. for. We'll get into that too. Julio Palacios. Had some whiskey, played some accordion with him this weekend. Yeah. That's what we do. Mexican shit. El Profe Moreno. A lot of shit coming his way. We're going to be doing a lot of fundraisers before the year is over. Dude, we're, doing, we're doing good things. What do we do with our Patreon money? We buy merch for people who are Patreoners. And go. then we we donate the rest to charities, bro. Do you? That's it. Yeah. That's, 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 that's very, what we're going to be doing. That's very BDE forward. of you. I don't know what that means. It means big dick energy. Oh, okay, cool. Javier Ramirez coming straight out of Colorado. Rodrigo, South Bay Jiu-Jitsu legend. Fernanda Gisbera, Amy La Más Guapa del Barrio, Ernesto Moreno. Ernesto Moreno, do you remember that name? He Sounds was, familiar. He used to be a little scenester kid, and now obviously he's an adult like us. But yeah, Back he used at Bonita? To, yeah, well, I don't know if he went to Bonita, but he definitely went to all the shows. Soma, uh, fucking the Epicenter. Kelly's Cafe. Pichy, Kelly's, yeah, Kelly's Cafe. The one down here, Just Java, all of those places he used to go to. Good dude. Prius, Benjamin, for all your local electrical needs, please visit this young man. Junior, the Coleman Sierra, his head is huge. Gavin, thank you. Monica Lucio, Tom Phillips, Veronica Rocha. Alex, I, this list is getting long now. Are bro. these all of your people or are these yeah. all new people? These are all the people now. I thought these were all new oh, and I was like, Jesus. The, fir the first five are new. <laughs> Daddy boy, Cesar Torres, Estela Davila. Her brewery is opening relatively soon. Alex Peña and Ruben Lopez, all of them. Oh, to, to rip it from you guys, all of them are homies. Homies. <laughs> H-A-O-M-I-E-S. I'm here with King uh, Horror himself, See. Matthew Esquire Smith. It's, 
It's uh, Matthew El Leon Guapo Smith. El Le the sexy lion dog. Yes. All right, cool. Whatever you Handsome want. Handsome lion, but you know, I'll take sexy. Uh, Matt is from Jewel Vista. Mm -hmm. Matt is also a uh, longtime podcaster. Yeah, that's, Matt, that's a real accomplishment. <laughs> Matt, Matt is a uh, partners with Georgie Boy. Yeah. Producer George. Producer Georgie. George, <laughs> Producer George couldn't make it today, so he sent his, uh, his buddy Matt. He actually could make it, but then Steve changed the time last minute. I had a lot of shit going on, bro. Yeah. Did I tell you I work out now? I'm trying to be like you. Do you? I got, I got personal trainer. Bro, come lift. I don't even know what that means. Come lift. What is that? Those are muscles? Get some. These oh. are the pythons, dog. And these are quadzillas right here. Could, but if somebody jumped you, would you ever defend yourself or no? I mean, I would try. <laughs> Whether or not I'd be successful, that's a whole other thing. But like, you know, if they want a deadlift, I got him. Matthew Smith is the co-host of the podcast. Who goes there? Who goes there? Once upon a time, I used to look up to them, but we've obviously far exceeded them now. Yeah, um, here at the Emo Room. Do for you. <laughs> but no, bro, the fucking congrats on your uh, your placement in the best podcast you know in what? San Diego. It, it looks like third. It looks like second. Hey, it looks we'll like third, but you know what? Like we weren't even on the list. <laughs> we'll, we'll just call it runner up. Yeah. yeah, man. I don't know how that happened. Obviously, it's a popularity contest. Yeah. But we're not very popular. So it all. Well, I mean, it, you give people free beer. But it blew our mind. There you go. I don't think people really, people who associate us with the brewery are in the know. I don't think everybody knows that Emo Brown and 3 Punk and like the Elwood and all the other spots, that we, they're, they're a part of us, you know? Yeah. And, and that's good. It's your finger in a lot of pies. Yeah, we do. We have fingers. Um, pies. But yeah, I don't know how fuck we even got nominated, let alone became a runner up, man. You told me you nominated yourself. I, if, if that was a thing, I would have done it. Okay. For sure. No, <laughs> no doubt. Um, but yeah, man, it was cool. It was cool just to be recognized. I mean, fuck, we've only yeah, done no, this for like shit. for like a year and a half, you know? And then I saw the other one, fucking Voice of San Diego, which is like a KPBS podcast. Well, yeah, and that's it's like, that's like you know, that's one pros. Of those. Yeah. That's like a professional podcast. So losing to them, like that doesn't even count. That'd be if like yeah. Benita played the Padres. Or like, like the Rockies played the Padres, you know, just like uh, lower hey, tier. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, it's like, let's be fair. It's like 50-50. Like- Not anymore, brother. If I go Not to anymore. one of the games, the Rockies are guaranteed to lose. If I stay at home, they win. So like, <laughs> you know, I can't see my team play, but at least we'll win that way. Fuck the Rockies. Uh, <laughs> Matt Holiday never touched home. Hey, wouldn't have even gone that far if they wouldn't have called that home run from Garrett Atkins a double. Bologna, but like, we could get into this forever. I should have worn my fucking holiday jersey. Yeah, you know I knew what? I should have. I knew you were going to bring it up. San Diego fans are just so sour about that. Like Matt Smith, you're here because one reason and one reason only. Because I complained that you've never invited me on your yes, show. Yes, you totally online. reached out to me and said, hey, you asshole, you've never fucking invited me on here. Yeah, because I've you, had you on my fucking you, podcast. You, po you posted about your, you know, about your placement in the, the best podcast. And I That's was like, That's Three cool. times you've brought that up in the first fucking six minutes. It's, it's, it's an impressive feat, <laughs> man. Like I told you, I'm a little jealous, you know? It's like, man, I've been working. I would say I've been working hard, but no, I've been working at this for years and you know i'm i'm real happy for you that's real cool but i was like no uh that's cool that you placed man i i haven't been on your show or anything and you haven't you've been on mine like two or three times and that's weird because you're tell us a little bit about the who goes there podcast before i start shredding it go ahead uh so the who goes there podcast originally started out because me and george would just get really drunk and just talk about horror movies. And I'd been watching Kevin Smith's comic book men and thought, Hey, that looks like fun. We should do it. And, uh, that's how it started. We got the name while at a baseball game 
And uh, we've been doing it for seven and a half years. Seven and a half years? Seven and a half years. We just released And episode. you haven't won no, zero accolades. Zero. Jesus Christ. Uh, we are a part of the second largest horror website in the Ooh. country, dreadcentral.com. Uh, the official podcast of dreadcentral.com. Thank you very much. Uh, we just released episode 281. Bro, that's a lot of fucking episodes. <laughs> that's only what we've released, man. We've done we've done a few episodes. Like uh, we did an episode with the Chula Vista homie Dimes from the band Condemned on Pumpkinhead. Uh huh. And if I remember correctly, we just got super drunk, and that episode devolved into madness and didn't get released. So there's probably about another 30 of those type of episodes. So we're well into the the 300 territories. The Who Goes There podcast, specifically about horror movies. Yes. You guys, so the premise for people who don't know is you banter. Yep. You give each other homework on a movie you're going to watch. Yep. You watch said movie. Yep. And then you review it on the next episode. Yeah. That's about the stone skinny of it. You play video games. You smoke weed. Yep. Are we talking about everybody or just me now? Oh, I'm, the, I'm the only one. Any, that, <laughs> any fucking time I listen to the podcast, which once upon a, once upon a time, I, it was all the time. Once upon a time, you were a Patreon. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I'll come back. Oh, will you? Yeah, I'll come back. You're waiting on woo, me to come to woo, yours? <laughs> woo me. Woo me. What, what, what's in it for me? What, what does somebody get if they join the Who Goes Their Patreon? Well, if you go to patreon.com slash who goes their podcast, you get bonus episodes, exclusive content, exclusive merchandise, pre and post show audio, and access to the Patreon exclusive discord where you can come and chat with all of us. We stream movies on there. And, uh, you know, it's a real tight little fun community that we've built, like especially in our discord. You know, it's always active. Uh, everybody's just in there talking about everything from just daily life to movies to, uh, you know, we have a, a board set up just for stupid me. That is something I want to learn from you guys. Cause you guys are a fucking real podcast. You guys yeah. are a legit full functioning podcast yeah. where you like generate revenue and you have fucking a, a deep Patreon bench. We, we just started our Patreon, maybe like Mm, six months ago when you've got maybe. five new people in the last week but i mean yeah for it, it's picked up for sure man it, it's definitely picked up um i'm excited to the direction we're going with it i'm excited that we're setting up like a little foundation and, and giving back to the community because i mean as much as getting this money and keeping it for ourselves would be awesome fuck if there's better ways to use it and giving it back that's what we're gonna do i mean the Emo brown thing is it's just composed of a bunch of douchebags who actually have a good heart I want to do good things. You know, you know? man, uh, it would be real easy for me to come on here and just like talk so much shit to mm -hmm. you. But like 100% honesty, I'm not the least bit surprised, dude. Go ahead about what? In, in the longest time or in the time that I've known you, which is 23, 24 years now. I have a feeling something good's going to come out. So everybody, please sit down and pay <laughs> attention. Uh, you have always had an insane work ethic. Uh, I remember you worked at the fucking bank and you yes, were sir. one of like the hardest tellers. You're like, bro, I'm going to get up to loan officer. I'm going to be running that shit. Like you were fucking 17, 18 and you were on your hustle hard. Three piece scandal was one of the first Ooh, local bands I loud, saw. Say it proud. Three piece scandal <sighs> was one of the first local bands I saw that had actual press kits. Like you guys had those press kits with y'all in front of the UPS van that you made say TPS. Like I remember all that shit. Y'all were dropping CDs. And Everything like, we've done, I've done, I've been a part of. I want to make sure I fucking represent it well, bro. I want to take I'm, it to the next level. I, I, I don't doubt it, man. You're a, you're a hard worker. You were very goal oriented. You were the first one I ever heard say that, uh, 
shoot for the star or shoot for the moon, even if you miss your land. You I said were that the, dumb shit? You were the first person I shit. ever heard say that. And I'm like, damn, that's some... That's some deep shit. And then I found out you stole it from some I probably fucking did. fortune cookie uh, or something. Dude, but, fortune cookies are the bomb. Yeah, man, I used to be an asshole. You know this first Oh, hand, you bro. used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an asshole, but with a kind yeah. of heart. Yeah, see, Steve, Steve didn't mention like that we know each other because he's essentially been my high school bully for 24 years. At that point, it doesn't become like a bully. I think I'm like a counselor at this point. Is bro. that what it is? <laughs> I yeah. think we've bridged the gap from bully to counselor. Going to a you know a 14-year-old and a freshman <laughs> and like flipping his tits and being like, what's up, Fat Matt? Yeah, like, yeah Fat Matt. That was yeah. me. You're welcome. Yeah, I gave you a fucking nickname, bro. Oh, that's tight. <laughs> I remember, wasn't even PH either. I remember giving you and your little goon friends rides to shows or wherever. You took me and Stevie Dio to no use at Kane's. See? And you were such a dick about it, too. Of course I was. I mean, nothing comes for free in this world, bro. Nah, I mean, I do all cost. the time. Like, <laughs> I feel like I passed a torch to you, and you were probably a dick to all the little kids that looked up to you. And yeah, shit. yeah. I, a, I still am. It's a rite like, of passage. It comes from a lot of deep-seated anger. <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine just came from being a prick. Yeah, I was just like, you know what? Uh, I have so much hurt that I'm just going to be a, a huge asshole. I remember when I was looking at people, would, well, they would say, oh, you're just being an asshole because you're compensating for something. You're not happy with yourself. I was like, honestly, I'm perfectly happy with myself. Yeah, I just like no. being an asshole. You're uh, you're one of those dudes that like, you know, it's like I'm better than you and I believe it. And like, you know, like I said, you're a fucking hard worker. So in a lot of respects, this, I don't, I won't say you deserve to look down asshole. your nose at people. No, nah, we like, don't do that. But you know, like we don't. We, you, we, you work hard. If it's one thing that honestly, you know your worth. That's if what it's it is. if it's one thing that I've tried to do is um, change that. I was an asshole, bro. Fuck shit. We were in a punk band. Yeah, you know, it was like, oh, well, no, I, I mean, knew. you were in a pop punk. Yeah. Band. Oh damn. <laughs> you, you were in an unwritten law style band. Yeah. Like I mean, you know. I remember we, we did good things when we were young. We were in, we, no, we started doing, That was punk. Rock. That was punk rock. Yeah. Right. Hey. <laughs> He was just voted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Big up, big ups to Elon Rubin. He went. Was in, he really? Dude, he was just voted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for with Nine, Nine Inch Nails. Nails. Yeah, fuck yeah, that's dude. Fucking right. See, that's like, the thing. South Bay's a hotbed. That's that blows my mind. I remember seeing them when he was like eight, nine. I have a fucking rad picture. We were we were on a little mini tour. Uh, we went up to a couple of colleges up north. Bro, he's no more than fucking nine in yeah. this photo. And in this photo, he's holding an, uh, a banquet, bro. He's holding an old school Coors beer. His <laughs> brothers are there in the band, too. It was a bunch of guys. It was awesome. And then you look at it. It's like, oh, look, that guy's a fucking top notch producer. Oh, shit. That guy's in a fucking he, he's in nine inch. Aaron, Aaron's a producer. Yeah. I'm not it's surprised. Like, either. He's like, oh, he like does. He produces shit for uh, Angels and Airwaves. So he works like with Tom DeLonge. Nice. And then, oh, shit. Look at that's a fucking nine inch nails. Hall of Fame drummer. And, uh, and, and we just go down the list and it's like, oh, he owns this business. Oh, he does that. And it's like. It was Dude, cool. Elon there was a lot played, of talent. He played fucking Woodstock when he was like 10. He played Woodstock, bro. I mean, side stage or whatever. Sure, but he Woodstock. played Woodstock. Like at 10 years old. Jesus that blows Christ. my mind. That's one of the coolest memories I have from being in a band is getting to hang out with those guys, you know, because um, those guys, you know, they, their dad was the, the manager. So you knew they, they, they meant business. They didn't yeah. fuck around. But when daddy wasn't there, I just remember we all fucked around. We used to drink. Dude, we were like 18, 17, 18, oh, either yeah. seniors in high school or just out of high school. And we would just like borrow people's cars and vans and head up the coast and play shows. Yep. You know, and from that, uh, FON parlayed it into some good stuff. They, I think they did some... I don't know if they got signed and they did some good shit. I don't remember exactly what yeah. they did, but I'm pretty sure they did good well, shit. Well, then like one of them wound up playing with like Denver Harbor. Yeah, and, like, Denver uh, Harbor. Fucking Danny was in Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan. Dude. And here's the other thing. It's like, Bonita. 
Yeah. A lot of shit came from Benita. Yeah. There's a lot Fucking of Adrian Gonzalez. He proposed to, to his wife at my high school graduation. Crazy, bro. I, his wife's was... Oh, I shouldn't say that. Never mind. <laughs> Somebody came on and blasted Adrian Gonzalez on here. Might no, as well. I was just going to say when I was in like fifth grade, like... His wife's boob was the first I ever touched. <laughs> but you might want to cut that. That's a, that's a little weird. Bottom line, bro. That's why I wanted to have you on. You're from Bonita. You're yep. from Chula Vista. We're yeah. from here. There's a lot of cool stuff that has happened. Yeah. You know, that, that we've brought from, from here. Shit. Like, we're talking about bands. You started a band. Then, yep. you know, it just we just had fun. Yeah. And now you turned it into a podcast. Yeah. I played in a few. I mean, I miss touring, though. I'm, I miss that more than anything. The podcast is all well and good. And I think the like, podcast is a direct derivative of music. Yeah. The brewery was a direct derivative of having three piece scandal. I mean, really? yeah. I mean, I we, I legit linked up with John, and we're like, dude, what what can we do? Like, there's got to be something, you know? He's like, we're making beer. Let's do this. It is all right, cool. And then we just set a plan, go to school, get this fucking certificate in brewing, get this one in uh, science technology, link it all together, and yeah. Oh, we, so we you just, went and like actually learned for this stuff. Yeah, bro. Shit, what you're just gonna jump in and do it? Like, the same. I mean, now maybe you know, like you know, like I like George. When I first met him, he was brewing beer in his house. You know, if like you just find a recipe that works and people like it. You Which know, George? Like, Producer George? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. And uh, you know, so like if you if you figure it out, like stranger things have happened. You know, but uh, you can I, stumble I can upon see, it. I can definitely see how the podcast and and I guess yeah, even the brewery would be in the same vein as a band because it's like the desire to create. You know, and with the podcast more than than the brewery, you know, it's like the that desire to be in front of an audience, I think. Like I've never had a problem with public speaking. Mm. I've never had a problem with it being like a focal point. In fact, I kind of like live for it. Um so yeah, like it's it's the same thing, you know, like just being able to create something and know that like you're reaching people and people appreciate the stuff you do. You know, bands, people tell you like, oh, like your music saved me or whatever. But like somebody told you that. Yeah. And like <laughs> having people tell us that the show has gotten them through a lot of rough times because it's just like fun. And it's, you know, like just like hanging out with your buddies. Like that's a really cool thing. It and is. Like, you know, Damn, while I'm using it as therapy, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, man. And while I'd love to like, you know, be able to do that for like a living, like do the pot, like Joe Rogan, you know, obviously that, that's never going to happen. I mean, not with that attitude, bro. Yeah, I never, never say <laughs> never, never, but, uh, obviously I'd love to have that happen. But right now, like, I'm so grateful for our Patreon. I'm so grateful to just be able to get together and do this with my friends and, and do something that I love. If I was doing anything, the only th other podcast I would do that I would love as much as horror movies would be wrestling. Yeah. You're a hardcore like wrestling fan. Dude, for yeah, why? well over 30 years. Because you know why, man? I, I, I honestly figured it out while y'all were young watching cartoons on Saturday morning. Uh -huh. I was watching wrestling on Saturday mornings. And for me, those were my comic book heroes. Those were my superheroes. Larger than life guys doing feats of strength, you know, in tight little spandex, just like superheroes. And they had weird little things that happened. And, you know, like, yeah, it's uh, scripted, it's predetermined, but like the athleticism is real. And if you get a company that's got good writers and can tell a really good story, like it can, it can hook you. There was a wrestling story like two years ago that like really like got me emotional, like full on waterworks. Well, one of your side gigs was actually being... A presenter? Is that what you call uh, it? Ring, ring announcer. Ring announcer yeah. for a local wrestling association? Fist Combat. Yep. So what, what was that all about? Uh, you know, like they, they're just a local wrestling fed and I decided to check them out because I love wrestling. And uh, I'd been talking to a couple of the guys and the guy who runs the whole thing, Mikey Gordon, uh, aka Dirty Ron, 
he, you know, was on the show and he's like, Hey man, we need a ring announcer. Like, do you have any interest? Like, and I was like, uh, fuck yeah, dude. Like, you know, this is, I, I talk, I do this. I love being a focal point. This is everything I love in one spot. And it's also the only time, uh, with one exception that I've ever worn a suit. Cause I do not like arm prisons. I don't like leg prisons. I don't like feet prisons. It's surprising. I rarely that I'm wearing see them now. you with sleeves. Yeah. I never have sleeves. Yeah. Uh, I almost never wear pants and I wear sandals every chance I can. Um, so that's, uh, weren't you going to be a nurse? Yeah. That would have killed everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, but scrubs are super comfy. Cause ah, okay. they're, they're kind of like, you know, PJs, but, um, <laughs> yeah. So I just, it was, it was one of the best experiences of my life because I got to meet, I don't want to say guys I look up to, but you know, guys, I really enjoy watching guys you relate to probably. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and they're all, they're all real cool guys. Um, you know, like one of my real good friends who will be on our show next week is a professional wrestler. And like, it's just, it's so weird how through all 38 years of my life, there's three things that have been a constant and that's wrestling, horror movies and baseball. And you guys it. need to talk to him about more baseball on your podcast, and I'd be totally in. Bro, if George and Rhett gave half a shit, I'd be talking about it all the time. They don't care about wrestling either, but at least wrestling can tie into horror, so I squeeze it in there as often you as I You look like a fucking wrestler, bro. You know, I get that quite a bit. You look like a Mexican wrestler. You said I, look, you said I look like a broke Hulk Hogan. You do. You do look like a broke-ass Hulk Hogan. I'm not, I'm not, bro, my hair's not that thin. You, you, you got some... I'm going to take a picture, and I'm going to post it. But yeah, you got... You look... You got a little bit of Hogan in you, bro. Yeah. Well, I hope it's not the racist Hogan, part. I don't, oh. Are they racist? Hulk Hogan is super racist. Is wrestling racist? Uh, a lot of people are. Really? A lot of a lot of uh, a lot of wrestlers come from like the old school. Where uh -huh. It's like all the white guys down in the south. Um, I'd like to think as a whole, no, but there are definitely some good old boys. I, I grew up here, border town. I have family both sides. I family do too now. The, yeah, well, welcome to the club. Um, Southside family, specifically in Mexicali, man. Those those cousins grew up watching Lucha Libre shit, bro. Si. Like, like hardcore, like the Blue Demoner, and then there's some yeah. like, and all. And I was like, oh, I just couldn't the get Santo. into. It. Yes, that guy too. I just couldn't get into it. It okay. never. It was never. Yeah, me. I liked Ultimate Warrior. If anything, that's the only thing I associated with with wrestling. And I had a little fucking pillow, and and that was yeah, a rap, bro. A little wrestling buddy. Yeah, that, like that. That was it. I, I was. What was I, it about the Warrior? I don't know. I like that he was a Native American descent. I don't fucking know, bro. <laughs> I was like, he's not though. <laughs> I don't. He's know. a white dude. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just like this. I I like this entry song. Oh yeah. How did no, he go? Fuck. That song fucks. Do, 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 do. Yeah. And then he just came in and he jumped into the stage and he started. Rah. That's because he fucking snorted a huge rail of coke before he came. Did out. he really? Dude, he was such a cokehead. Most of those dudes in the eighties were huge on coke. Is there a documentary on Ultimate oh, Warrior? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Well, there's one. Uh, fuck. What was the, WWE released one? It was like the rise and fall of the Ultimate Warrior, where it was what? very like inflammatory because like they weren't on good terms. But uh, yeah, man. Like if. Uh, if you get a chance, Vice TV did this show called Dark Side of the Ring. It's basically just like the seedy underbelly of wrestling, like uh, people being murdered. What? Uh, yeah, dude. One of the, in the first season they did the killing of Bruiser Brody, and it was one of like I've been a wrestling fan for for as long as I can remember, 
And that episode broke my heart. Like it's so fucking sad. And then like they cover Chris Benoit murdering his family. They what? Yeah, dude. Like Chris Benoit, he had multiple mad concussions. He had lots of, of steroid usage and he murdered his wife and son and then hung himself from his weight bench. Like the day he was supposed to be on a wrestling pay-per-view. Jesus Christ. It's wild, dude. There's like a lot of dark side of the ring is a really fascinating. Uh, it's like a, a show, but it's like an hour long documentary each. each and show. I found out that there's a large population that fucking loves wrestling. Mm-hmm. Not even likes, like loves. Dude, like especially in, with it. in Mexico too. Like yeah. I Before COVID started, we were going down to TJ like once a month to go watch Crash and uh, Tres Caídas. What's that? That's uh, two different wrestling. Uh, oh, they're leagues? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like federations? Yeah, Crash Wrestling and uh, Tres Caídas, Three Falls. And uh, yeah, man, that shit's so much, especially in Mexico, because like they just go balls to the wall and like the ref is a character in Mexico and like you don't really need stories because it's just so high energy. And like, you know, that's that's one of the things that I love most about like this area of the world specifically. Like I talk a lot of shit about Chula, but Bestia 666 lives in Chula. I think Mecha Wolf lives in Chula. And these are all like, you know, big name wrestlers. Are they really? International stars that live right here in Chula. They represent Chula just like P.O.D., dog. Watch your mouth, bro. Talk bro, about Chula now. We're in the South Town. Yeah, I, I know. You knew. I thought you knew. I, I do know. I was born here. Well, I was born in Coronado, but like I lived oh, here. I lived, here we go. I lived here the first 23 years. So why a podcast about horror? That's what I do, man. Like I just, I don't watch regular movies. Like, I don't know if we've ever had this discussion. No. But we talk about it on the show a lot where like all the movies where it's like a must see, I haven't seen them. Like I haven't seen God, any of the Godfathers. I haven't seen... I saw Die Hard for the first time last year and I hated it. Yeah. That's um, funny you say that. We were watching some commercial, I guess, that came out and it was like a Die Hard battery commercial, but it was all about Die Hard. And Crystal, my wife, she was like, oh, the Die Hard. And I was like, honestly, I don't I don't remember watching it. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I'm like, it just, shit never appealed to me. That, see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and like Rocky and mm. shit like that, like, it just doesn't appeal to me. But horror, just, it's always been there. What is it about it though? It's a fucking, it's a little niche, right? Or? It is. You know, it's, there's a lot of things like I, uh, <laughs> this is just gonna, I mean, it's emo Brown. So this sounds, uh, appropriate. I don't feel very much uh-huh. like, uh, You're apathetic? yeah, about almost everything. I don't feel very much emotion and like horror kind of does it for me. So feeling scared, which doesn't happen as often, but like feeling out of place and tense is like, it's almost like a drug. It's yeah. like an adrenaline. And you do get like adrenaline boosts from, from watching horror films. And that's why so many movies that you watch now have jump scares because like all they do is they just spike your adrenaline. They try to frighten you. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's 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 cheap, you know? It's, yeah. I'd it's, rather go for it if I'm going to watch a scary movie. And we'll get into this because I gave you some homework on that. No, I, I, I just I just like, I want to be thoroughly scared. Yeah. Like I want to be like, oh fuck, that's creepy. You know, like I don't want to just have somebody lurking out of the corner and then pop in from like, ah. Yeah. I feel like that's quick and easy. Well, and even, yeah, that's the thing is they build it up. It's it's so formulaic now where it's like you can hear the music and the music like starts building and building and then it's quiet for about a second and then it's like boom, real loud. And it's, you're not scared at what's happening on the screen. You're startled at the loud noise, which happens for me. And uh you know, it's it's really hard trying to get things that are scary now, which leads into like a whole discussion about like, does horror have to be scary? And there's all this new, uh, I hate the term, but elevated horror that's out where it's, you know, 
existential stuff. This is a great scene. Uh, existential stuff and like, uh, you know, just like psychological. And a lot of it is lost on me because like, I don't feel don't those things. But like home invasion, that gets me. Because like, they, I mean, what's what's scarier than thinking about somebody coming into your house and like, you now you got to protect your wife. You got to protect your kids. Like, you don't know how many there are or how serious they are or what they want. Like that to me is the ultimate form of terror. Jesus Christ, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like one of those guys that listens to true crime podcasts and probably fucking. Uh, I watch true crime you, videos on, on YouTube. I feel like you would know how to commit the perfect crime. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, don't care enough to, that's the thing. Like I don't have that much of an attention to detail. Jesus so Christ. I'd probably be really thorough at the beginning. And then after a few minutes, I just get like bored or sidetracked and just fuck up a bunch of stuff. Right now in the background, we have a movie called terrifier, terrifier put and out by dread central and Epic pictures both or their dread central is your, pa- uh, yeah. Our parent company, your parent company for the podcast. Yeah. That's what I say, man. You guys are fucking big time, bro. You guys are huge. Seven and a half <laughs> years, 300 podcasts. Yep. Uh, math tells me that uh, I carry the one you're not doing enough. No, nope. you need to be doing a lot more fucking shows yeah. for the seven and a half years. We're, uh, yeah, we're trying. Well, yeah, we would be at about 350, you know, when we, uh, the first year we started, we had been doing the show for about like two or three months. And then George went and fucked up and had his first kid. Duh. And uh, so that put like a real damper on things. We were kind of doing like one episode a month at that point. And, uh, you know, just little things here and there. Episodes wind up being not up to our standard. Yep. And so we don't release them. We have I, a very low bar. So you can imagine the stuff that I found out release. that uh, consistency is a thing with podcasts. Like if you yeah. do them like once, twice. Three times a week, it's like people start listening to it more and it starts growing. Is that how often you do yours? Yeah, dude. I'm oh, doing, shit. I'm, I'm recording at least three times a week and I'm doing my best to like release one like on a Tuesday or right now it's like on a Wednesday, on a Friday, and then a Saturday. Okay. You know, Wednesday, Friday, I usually like interview ones. And then Saturday, it's like I'm, I'm hanging out with one of the dudes in the group and we're just shooting the shit over what's gone on over the last week. And then I release them like that Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Hell and yeah. I just feel like it works. It feels like it, it's 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 a little overwhelming for people sometimes, but it's there when you want it. Holy shit, what is going on yeah, in this movie? Bro. This scene right here is one of the best scenes in this movie. Like, it's so good. He fucking chopped, he, he, he sawed her in half. Yeah, he sawed her. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Yep. Terrifying. Uh, Which brings me to the started next. Started at the Jesus zipper and went down. He's smiling. Oh, yeah. He's having a blast. Yeah, that dude is an actual mime in real life. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why like when you watch this, it's like his performance is really unsettling, but that's because he's actually a professional mime, so he's real good at this. And that artwork, like I mean not the artwork, but his makeup and stuff, it's just so menacing. And uh Jesus Christ, yeah. I- yeah, this movie is this movie is so good. Like <laughs> this and it's is a great, creepy movie, dude. It's great cuz it's one of those movies where you don't really need dialogue, you know? No. You can look and see what's you can pretty much tell what's happening, but yeah, this movie is cuckoo bananas. I, I do love it. I'll definitely make it a movie night with wifey and watch yeah. it and pay attention. To it. Whoa. She's totally sawed in half. This is one of the only movies that I've watched twice back to back. Really? Like, as soon as I finished it, I started it back again from the beginning. That being the case, I want to get more into horror movies, Matthew. Yes, sir. I want to, uh, I want to try new shit. 
Okay. Uh, one thing the COVID and the, the pandemic has done is make me want to try new things, yeah. work on good things and just try new shit, bro. I picked you, up the accordion. I have tried a, baking sourdough yet? No, bro. That's <laughs> it. You look like a motherfucker that would bake sourdough with your bro, mustache. And, I, uh, I'm quite the baker. Are you really? Yeah. And it's nice. pie season now, dude. When pie season, oh, watch the fuck out, dude. Pie uh-huh. season gets crazy. I got like a, a peach pie, please. Bro, I got you. Thank you. I got um, you. So, so yeah, one of the things is, is like watching more movies. Yes. Like when I have time, I'd like to watch more movies and when wifey Years that she's gonna laugh because we've been trying to watch that Borat shit for like the last three days. The new one, but I keep falling asleep. It's good, yeah. I just keep falling asleep. It's not as good as the first one. Like it's not as funny, but it's more satirical, you know. Okay. But there was no way they were gonna like they captured lightning in a bottle with the first one. Yeah, you, you can only get away with so much. Yeah. So this one, it's more. It's less of him trolling people and more of him shining a light on just how shitty our society has become uh, over the last four years or so. Yeah. I'm sure it's even before that too, though. (laughs) So I wanted you to give me a list, Matt. I made a few of them. AKA formerly known as Fat Matt. Because look at you fucking looking rippage. I still got this fupa right here. It's it's, it's a beautiful thing. That that little pinchy burrito you just inhaled isn't going to help much. There's half of everything. (laughs) But yeah, I wanted you to make a list of fucking... Because I'm not alone. I'm pretty sure people are intrigued by horror movies. And I'll tell you my favorite horror movie, you know. And I want to know which movies to watch right now during the Halloween season mm-hmm. and which movies not to fall into the trap and fucking completely avoid. Cause okay. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of shitty horror movies that everybody's like, Oh, I, I heard you should watch this. And da, 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 da. Yeah. So I did make those lists. Go ahead. I made a third list. Uh, the third list is like a family friendly kid list. So if you wanted to watch a Halloween movie with your kids, you know, cause I know you got kids yeah. and, uh, First, if you, a killer idea. Thank if, you. <laughs> if you want something TV related, uh, I would suggest checking out Castlevania and then going back in our catalog and listening to the episode that Steve was on about Castlevania. I was on that. I watched Castlevania. You did. I actually and, told Georgie that I was into it. And we had it. We recorded that here in the brewery before it was even open. That's very true. Yeah, we did it, it upstairs. And then we took a picture where we looked like a screamo band. <sighs> you were still grabbing my chesticles. Nice. Even, uh, you know, in 2018 or whatever. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's cool. Uh, so, yeah, if you're looking for something short and episodic, Castlevania is on Netflix and Santa Clarita Diet is on Netflix as well. These are kid friendly. Uh, no. Ah, (laughs) Castlevania is extremely violent, extremely graphic. Uh, Santa Clarita diet is very funny, but it does have a lot of blood and guts. Drew Barrymore is basically a zombie Mm -hmm. in this. Uh, Timothy Oliphant is, uh, her husband. Really hilarious. Uh, and then the haunting at Hill house is a very spooky television show as well. Uh, on to movies. If you want the family friendly kid movies. All right. Paranorman is on Netflix. Paranorman. Paranorman. It's a, a real fun animated movie by the same people that did Frank and Weenie. Uh, it's about a kid named Norman who just loves Halloween and, you know, spooky things happen in his town. It's a, it's very much in the, the vein of like Coraline and Nightmare Before Christmas, like just the fun. And they animated. love both of those. They yeah. enjoyed those. So, you know, that's a, that's a real fun one. If you, if you have tots at home, <laughs> your weenie, uh, <laughs> Uh, also one of my favorite, uh, fun Halloween movies is Ernest Scared Stupid. Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah. Is that the dude from the Ernest Goes to Camp? Yep. Oh, geez. Yeah. See, so if, uh, if you're old, like we are, you might remember that there was a a commercial with a guy named, uh, 
Ernest, and he had a neighbor named Vern, and he was trying to sell cars. I think I don't remember. I just remember, hey Vern, yeah, hey Vern, <laughs> and he was uh he was just this weird character, and then he got like this entire franchise of movies. Ernest goes to camp. Ernest goes to jail. Uh, Ernest has a threesome. Ernest got paid. Yeah, Ernest got paid, and Jeez. then Ernest got scared stupid, and. Uh, I mean, just from the title alone, it's a very silly movie about a very silly man who runs into some very uh, silly goblin type creatures and pass. Yeah. Well, you know, you, for the kids, maybe you know, for the child. kids. Maybe. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, also on Netflix is uh, the Adams family. Which oh is yeah. Okay. A classic, not they super scary, yeah, you know, little monsters and uh, the new Adam Sandler movie, Hubie Halloween. It's uh, it's a very fun, silly little family-friendly movie. He's like the town's unofficial uh, Halloween safety enforcer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you like old Adam Sandler movies, there's a lot of Easter eggs and stuff. And it's uh, it's a really fun, lighthearted Halloween movie. Bro, you are like a new age Siskel and Ebert over here, bro. <laughs> the way you're like describing movies and, and it's like, ah, there's a lot well, of Easter know, eggs here in this movie. Well, because <laughs> I, I didn't want to just come in and be like, watch Paranorman. <laughs> oh, what's Paranorman? Oh, shit. Well, I don't know, man, because I haven't watched it. You know, so I wanted to like at least give a little uh, insight into, you know, some You've of the excelled. movies. Thank you. I'm going to tell you my favorite scary movie. I am looking very much forward to that. I'm a fan of Blair Witch Project, the OG mm, one. Okay. So that'll tell you where I am with fucking horror. Have you seen the Blair Witch? Uh, nah. Don't. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I think that's I, the only one I ever saw. I almost put that on my avoid at all cost list. The first one? No, 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 no. Oh. The, the one that got released like three years ago. Okay. That's just Blair Witch. Nah, ooh, that was bad. There's some bad ones. That out, was huh? bad. I that remember a- going to the theater and hit in a release in Hillcrest. Right when it came out, it came out at the Hillcrest cinema and we went out for the midnight showing, you know, cause we're fucking awesome. Yeah. And we went and we were just lit, bro. I think we had like whiskey bottles in the car and we just went in and watched the movie. Scared the shit out of me. Hell yeah. I was scared cause I was still under the impression at that time that it was a legit documentary. Well, cause that, there was, there wasn't was really promoted. the internet yeah. back then. That's how it was promoted and presented. Like, Oh, camera was found and this was the footage I was on there. And we went in there and we're like, bro, we gotta watch this movie. Gotta watch this movie. Watch the movie. And we were scared shitless. You know, man, it's funny that you mentioned that. Cause like, I'm a firm believer that technology is ruining horror. I could see that. I, I mean, think that. about it. Everybody has a cell phone now. Like you'd be hard pressed to find somebody that doesn't have a cell phone. So when you make a horror movie, everyone's going to have a cell phone and it's always like, Oh look, we're out of range. Okay. Well mm. that's a, a convenient thing for every single horror movie to have, you yeah. know, like, so you can always go back and set it at a time when it didn't have that. But like just all this technology now, it just makes it so weird when Blair Witch came out there was really no internet so when you start hearing people talking about like oh man like we found like these people found this video and like my brother's friend's uncle's mm-hmm. like gardener knows the girl that went missing and like it becomes this huge thing yeah, and really that's what buy happened into the hype and and we did you know that's a, and that's kind of what I like about wrestling mm-hmm. it's like when it's done right you can't tell you what's yourself. real and what's wrong and what's not true you know and so that's a, yeah, Blair Witch is a, that's a good pick. Thank I thought you, you were going to go with something a lot worse like and I what? was going to get to like clown what? on you. I don't know. Like one of the movies my friend Tom likes, like Tom likes uh green Inferno, which is actually one of the movies on Beach. my avoid at all cosmic. Beachy Tom. Beachy Tom. What's like, that movie about then? So green Inferno, there was a movie that came out in the seventies called cannibal Holocaust. And since you like Blair Witch, I kept hearing about that movie as well. Blair Witch. Uh huh. 
basically took all of its cues from Cannibal Holocaust. Okay. Cannibal Holocaust was the first found footage movie. Okay. Where basically there is a, it starts off a team of scientists go to look for uh, these researchers that had been, uh, or these reporters that had been in the, uh, the Amazon documenting uh, Amazonian cannibal tribes. Well, those people never came back. So the, Scientists go, they meet up with the tribe, they find the the video footage that the old uh, explorers had shot and they take it home. And when they view it, they're going to like release it to the public, but then they like watch it and there is actual animal murder in it. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, like legit, real. Like, like legit. Uh-huh. There's a part where they they murder a tortoise and they like fully open it up. And that's one of the few things I've ever seen that's really churned my stomach. Um, so it's a very graphic, very hard to watch movie. We did an episode on it a few weeks ago. So go back and listen to that cannibal Holocaust episode the of the who goes there podcast. <laughs> um, and then horror director Eli Roth was like, Hey, you know, what's awesome when somebody takes a great movie and does a shitty reimagining of it. And that's what the green Inferno is Aww, uh, with the green Inferno, a bunch of yuppie New York activists go down to, uh, you know, the Amazon and then they are trying to stop loggers. And then these cannibals just start eating them for no reason. So literally everything about the original movie is turned around. The cannibals are the bad guys. The yuppies are the good guys and they're just mistaken. There's like gross out comedy scenes where a guy takes a diarrhea shit in the corner. But is it so bad that it's like funny and you want to watch it? No, or is just no. like, eh. it's, it's ba- like, it does have, there was one little part that I liked and it's just a, a silly detail, but like when they're cooking up the humans, it showed a little, a little scene of all the abuelitas like preparing the food. And I'm like, you know, I've never seen something like that in a cannibal movie where it's just a bunch of grandmas together, like preparing food. I really like that. <laughs> but like, no, it's the kind of movie where they kill and, and eat a guy. And when they're cooking him, he had like a large bag of weed on him. So then when the cannibals eat him, they all get high and oh, take a geez. nap. Yeah, it's that kind of movie, but 100% serious. It's not tongue-in-cheek. It's like they're serious about it. Pass. Yeah, it's a hard pass for me. Um, People like that movie for some reason. Don't fall into that trap. Uh, I don't. Uh, The next movie on my avoid at all call list or at uh, whatever. Avoid at all costs. Uh, Costs. Thank you. I haven't even smoked. I think that's my problem. Avoid at all costs. Rob Zombie's Halloween and Halloween 2. Rob Zombie made these? Yes. Not the originals, but he no, made, no, no, yeah, yeah, he made uh, 2009, 2007, 2009, if I'm correct. Um, that sucks that he's on the not watch list because I know one of his bro. cool, what's the House of a Thousand Corpses? Yeah, that's watchable, is it? I because I almost put that on this list too. Jesus, the only Christ. movie he's made that I like is The Devil's Rejects, and that's Never because watched. I feel like okay. that was him doing what he does best. I felt like he tried to be too art house in some of his other movies. And then he tried to be too edgy in the other movies. Uh, Halloween one and two, the Rob zombie versions are just grossly misguided. Um, the original Halloween was very much a battle of, of good and evil about light and dark, this kind of thing. And you had no reasoning for why Michael Myers was doing what he was doing. In this one, Laurie Strode is a, a foul-mouthed little shit. Uh, Michael Myers is the product of a stripper mother 
and a drunk alcoholic stepfather who beats him. So basically he came from a broken home and that's why he's an evil he asshole. is. Yeah. And it, I feel like it just loses some of its impact, you know, because when you, when you see the original Michael Myers, he's just like this unstoppable killing machine, but you don't know why. And, and it's better that way. I, I, I feel like it is. Cause you know, it's, it's like sometimes the mystery is better. That's why I like Blair Witch Project. There you, you go. You never see what it is that's, hunting them yeah. and following them and scaring them. You know, the scariest part of fucking Blair Witch is those little kids in the middle of the forest that are just giggling and laughing outside of their tent. Yep. I was and like, whoa. Almost nothing they can put on film could scare you as much as your own imagination. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of the thing. Like with Blair Witch, you're watching it and it like, well, it could be anything. She could look like anything in the world. She could be this shriveled old hag. Mm -hmm. She could be like this big old fat jolly lady. She could be the the witch from Hansel and Gretel for all you know, because you don't see her. And the I feel Blair like Witch was your worst nightmare. And I whatever feel like it was. that's uh that's kind of what was missed mostly in Rob Zombie's Halloween was just like the suspense. It's, Why would the original Halloween allow a remake to happen anyway? I mean, it's all money. Yeah. That's all it is. That like, sucks. Basically, any movie that's good is going to get remade. I feel like they should only be allowed to remake terrible movies and just make, make them, them better. better. Yeah. But like, you know, Rob Zombie. I'm kind of bummies on the list. Fuck it. Yeah. All right. Whatever. I'll, I'll pass on that one too then. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, this is all my opinions, but like, I'm, well, the I mean, horror, you're the only, I respect horror your horror opinions. Though. So like, uh, you know, my opinions are the only ones that matter. I, I don't go to you for hairstyle advice. You know, I mean, obviously I, I go to you for horror movie advice. You should. <laughs> uh, and I know you said three, but I did four for this Ooh, one. You could do uh, you overachiever. Yeah. Shoot oh, for no, the stars. I, I got backups. <laughs> <'cause> my- <laughs> shoot for the moon. Because even if you miss, you'll land amongst the stars. Yeah, I, learned, I learned that from a wise asshole. Uh, I got backups for my backups, bro. I'm ready for you. Um, there's a movie that's on Netflix that has an intriguing cover, but that's pretty much it. It's a movie called The Devil Inside. I saw this movie in the theaters and usually I won't ever ask for my money back because I'm like, you know what? Like you made a product. I, I wanted. I heard you review this on the podcast. Oh, did you? <laughs> I heard, yeah, because yeah, this movie still pisses me <laughs> off after like eight years. Uh, so this movie, a woman's mom commits like some shit. And then 20 years later, the daughter's trying to figure out what happened she brings in all these like specialists and basically tries to perform an exorcist on her mom and then you know supernatural shenanigans the thing about this movie is that it just ends with a website link like the movie feels like it's just really getting to like the crescendo yeah the beefy bit of it there's a car accident and it says basically to find out what happened, go to the devilinside.com. Like, and this is what they released in theaters. So people were why the fuck would they do that? Livid. Because they wanted it to be like more of an immersive thing, you know? They wanted it to be like, oh, people can go to the website and they can view the case files and they can do this and like all these like little bonuses. But that would have only worked if people cared about the movie. And so they didn't deliver. They didn't even deliver a full movie. So why is anybody going to want to dive further into the world that you're creating if they don't even like the world that you've created? I can see you're pissed off about this still. That movie, that movie, <laughs> that movie irritates me. Like that movie is just one that 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 was my anger pick for this one. And then my final pick, my last minute one, because it's a an episode we did for Patreon recently. The 2020 Blumhouse film Fantasy Island. 
bro. <laughs> what is that? Is that like the one with the little dude tattoo? Yeah, yeah. Like the plane, boss, the plane. Yeah, but it's not even like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's way different. Um, I won't go into too much spoilers with that one, but it's just like really dumb. And like, it's a horror movie. It's supposed to be, yeah. It's kind of like one of those monkey paw things where like, you know, careful what you wish for because you may wish for a million dollars, but then suddenly it's like blood money and the police are after you. It's kind of one of those things. Okay. Um, but like you can make your fantasy come true. And it, it's just got such zany ideas that it expects you to follow. The acting is all terrible. And like, they're just so tone deaf in terms of just like the way people are. Bitch, I'm not going to lie to you. The way you're describing these bad movies is kind of intriguing to make me want to watch. <laughs> but see, and that's the thing. That's the thing about the Who Goes There podcast is our our episodes where we hate movies. We get so many people saying like, I checked out that movie yeah. just because you guys hate it. I kind of wanted to watch it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Fantasy Island, don't get me wrong. It is a steaming pile of shit. Uh-huh. But you can have a whole lot of fun hating on it. Which like, if you're going into it with that kind of frame of mind, then by all means, watch it. But if you're looking for a good movie or a Halloween movie of, you know, any kind you want to be scared at all, avoid that at all costs. How many movies do you watch a week? Um, it depends. At least one, because I have to for the show. But uh now that we are duty in, calls. <laughs> yeah, I dude, October's our busy season. You know, like with COVID, we don't really got a whole lot of shit to do. Like I was supposed to be in Colorado this past weekend for a, a horror film fest and that didn't happen. They invite you out to horror film festivals now, huh? Yeah. Because you're like big shit guy over here, <laughs> Mr. Matt Smith of the fucking Who Goes or Podcast. Uh, I don't know about all that. But, I've seen uh, your little road trips that you and your lady go on where you go cross country to go to fucking horror film so, things. Sometimes, man. Sometimes we're in demand. You know, that's it's awesome, like, man. Uh, you know, that's why I started doing like review sites back in the day was because I didn't want to pay for shit. And that's part of the reason why I started Who Goes Their Podcast was because I was like, what do I like that I don't want to pay for? Horror movies. And yeah, because so. I've heard you on the episodes talk about what you guys use some of your Patreon money for. It's obviously to watch the movies. Yep. Um, Like video game subscriptions yep sometimes yeah. like uh we just got uh phasmophobia like this new <laughs> ghost hunting game that came out so we stream that on we're gonna start streaming that on twitch you're the biggest pothead like <laughs> yep yep found a way that patreon oh, can start shit. buying me edibles once a month so that works so let's make it let's get this straight patreon gets you burritos edibles video games and movies yeah fuck bro yeah living the dream but then like a lot of the movies too we get screener copies like we get publicists coming to us being like, Hey, we would love if you guys would review this movie. And I'm like, cool. Well, you know, we only do one a week. Right. And we got like this huge list. So we'll try Check and you it out. In there. creating a fucking demand, bro. Hey man, you know, got to leave them wanting more. So it's like, yeah, uh, maybe I'll get to that movie. And then a lot of the time I just get stoned and forget they even sent us the screener. But, uh, to answer your question, anywhere from like one to like seven, Jesus Christ. Yeah. October on, like we do a best of the year, best of worst of every year. And so from October to the end of the year, I just watch a ton of, of movies from the current year. So uh, I've probably watched like 10 movies this past week. Gee, fucking A, bro. Yeah. Kevin Lewis, what is your favorite Halloween or horror movie you ever watched? Overall. Nightmare we just did an episode on Nightmare on Elm Street two weeks ago. So go check out that episode of the Who Goes There podcast. Where does Nightmare on Elm Street rank on horror movies? Uh, I always thought Freddy was kind of a bitch because, uh, -huh. cause, uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's like how they say like anybody can shoot somebody, but it takes a real man to stab somebody. <laughs> I've never heard anybody That's, fucking say that, but okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it, 
it's the intimacy of it, you know? And I always thought Freddie going into your dreams was kind of cheap. Like people are like, oh yeah, but that's where you're defenseless. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, that's where like he can't be hurt either, even though he can. But like, I don't know. I just always thought that it was kind of a, a cowardly move for him to attack you in your sleep. It's like punching somebody when their back's turned, you know? But like Michael and Jason, they'll get all up in your shit. You know? Bro, you've legitimately thought about this. Oh, yeah. We, we literally did an episode two weeks ago on it where we compared the 1984 original and the 2010 remake, whatever. Thing. Uh, yeah, so we just had this discussion like two weeks ago. I'm kind of intrigued to go listen to some of these. I mean, you should. But then I remember it's horror. And I I'm mean, really maybe, not- <laughs> if, maybe if all the people that wanted to listen to our show actually listened, we could be runner up Jeez. in the... Uh- I mean, you know what? I'll light a candle for you boys. Yeah. Give me some good ones. Hey, I want to watch one. We dead yet. <laughs> I want to watch a really good horror movie. Something that's going to scare the shit out of me. Well, I, uh, I got Exorcist, th- where does it rank? E- oh, Exorcist is one of the greatest movies oh, of all okay, time. Cool. I, you know, I didn't like it when I first saw it because uh, I didn't, oh dude, this part is great. Uh, I didn't see it until I was 18 and by then I'd already seen so much shit and the Exorcist was already uh, 25 years old. Um, it wasn't until a few years later that I like really appreciated it. Even watching it now, it doesn't waste any time. Like it just gets right into it. And, uh, it's got my favorite line in any movie ever. Is he wearing that girl's skin? Yes, he is. Holy shit, bro. What kind of movie are you making me watch? I'm telling you, you wanted something, bro. This isn't even on my list of must watch. Like, so he's uh, all right, cool. Good on him. Yeah. <laughs> He makes it work too. Yeah. Look at him, a little skinny arm haver. <laughs> <laughs> so, the movies that uh, I do recommend. All right, I'm ready. Uh, I would say Halloween, the Go original. Ahead. Yeah. But I'm not going to because I uh, figure most people are going to watch that anyway. You know? Obvious choice. Yeah. Uh, Trick or Treat is one of the best Halloween, specifically Halloween, not even horror, but one of the best Halloween movies that's been made in the last 20 years. Uh, it's an anthology film that is all interconnected. So it's not like one segment and then another segment. It's like all of these like four or five stories are taking place in the same town on the same night at the same time. Um, Trick or treat. Yes. Okay. There is a, there's a lot of blood. There's a lot of violence. There's a good amount of nudity. Uh, there's a few, a few chuckles in it and it's just an overall really enjoyable movie that in my opinion, fully encompasses what Halloween is. Damn, look at you. You you got perky, bro. Dude, this is this is my life. This I'm is in my your genre deal. right now. I'm all, I'm all up in your shit right now. You're bro. in my wheelhouse. You want to talk beer, and I'll be like, uh, mouthfeel. That's beer. a thing that I know. I hate beer. Yeah. Like whiskey. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite. Fucking trick or treat. All yeah. right. Trick or treat. On the list. I'm trick, gonna watch it. Trick or our treat. Oh, there's a trick or treat uh-huh. that came out in like the eighties and stars Ozzy Osbourne. Like that's a whole different. Not that one. Though. No, not that one. Trick our treat. Trick our treat. Kind of like toys are us. Yes, but not a backwards R. All right. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a 2007 movie. Uh, the next movie is a 2005 movie. That is one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's definitely like in my top five of all time. Uh, I think it's one of the scariest movies ever made. This is the one. No matter what your uh, phobia is. Okay, I'm ready. And it's The Descent. The Descent, okay. Have you seen The Descent? No. Oh, Bitch, I haven't haven't watched any movies. The Descent, and like people, like, 
these are my opinions, you know? So like, don't at me, bro. Cause I don't care. Is that uh, a thing? Do are people get really oh, like, yeah. judgmental? If, and, if you and talk shit on people's movie, like the movie that people like, like they'll fucking come for you. Really? Like, yeah, dude. Like when we, we just did an episode on Dawn of the dead Okay. and like, yeah, fuck those movies. That, well, that movie's beloved and know. we, and we shit on it. Yeah. And who <laughs> and, reaches uh, out to you? Fans or just, yeah. Instagram people. What about like, people who are involved with the movie? Has that ever happened? Oh yeah. What? So I was talking about Blair Witch. Adam Wingard, the director of that movie was the first person to ever block me on Twitter. <gasps> Cause he released Blair Witch and it was a total pile of shit. And he later in the year released like his top three movies of 2016 or whatever year it was. And, uh, you know, obviously Blair Witch wasn't on the list cause seems a little self-indulgent. Oh, to yeah. me. So I tweeted at him. I was like, Oh yeah. Much like every other list that's going to come out this year. I noticed that Blair Witch isn't oh. in your top three and he told me to suck it and then blocked me on Twitter. So there you go. Yeah. But no, we've had that a lot. And like, I've gotten, I've gotten a lot of heat for, uh, I actually got called out for tweeting at Rob Zombie about how bad his movies are. Um, I've got it quite a bit. Look at you. Quite a bit, quite a bit. Fucking menace. Well, I don't give a fuck. Scene. I don't give a fuck. You should be held accountable. <laughs> if you make a bad film, like, you know, I'm not going to handle people with kid gloves. You made a bad movie. I didn't like it. Yeah, I could keep my opinion to myself, but you know what? I'm an American. I'm not going to do that. Oh, geez. Your wrestling persona is <laughs> coming out. <laughs> oh, don't make me cut promos. If I start cutting promos. The Descent. The Descent. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's this group of women who are like all best friends and they're spelunkers. Uh, cave uh, explorers and they go to explore this cave and without giving too much away, they basically get trapped in this cave. Uh, so they're trying to find their way out. You know, there's like uh, rock slides and just all this other shit. And then they realize that they're not the only things in this cave. Um, so it's got like claustrophobia, fear of the dark, fear of monsters, fear of falling, just like all kinds of stuff, man. Like that movie is a tense movie. Like that's the best way to describe that is a tense movie. That's one. That's definite then. Okay. Yeah, the descent. Right. Uh, and the final movie on my list, cause I only did three for the must watch. I have honorable mentions if you want to get to that, but uh, I wanted to keep the good ones short and sweet. There's a movie made in Brazil that came out uh, last year or two years ago. Uh, it's fucking terrifying. I've never heard my wife scream the way she screamed during this movie. Uh, the neighbors thought that she was being murdered. <laughs> it's got some of the most skin crawly, uncomfortable scenes I've ever, and not like uncomfortable, like this like trypophobia shit. Like, no, 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 no. Cause that's the only phobia I have. Really? You're yeah. weird about, about holes in skin. Yeah. Really? Dude, even thinking about it right now, my skin is crawling. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. No, this, uh, Man, this, so this movie is called, I'm probably going to butcher this, Aterrados. Uh, it's Terrified. This is Terrifier, but the other one is Terrified. And it's it's basically a Brazilian ghost story. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Guillermo del Toro's The Devil's Backbone, but it's got like some similar imagery. Um, it handles scares so well. Uh, it's the only ghost story that I have on, on this list and I'm not a big fan of ghost movies, but why I just, I don't know. I guess like I can't, I like my horror steeped in realism and so ghosts aren't real. They could be. I feel like I've maybe seen some, I've definitely felt some weird stuff, but I don't 
have proof, you know? So like they're expecting me to suspend, you know, disbelief and, and kind of live in the world that they're creating. But a lot of the time it's like, you know, a ghost movie is like this glass is going to move a couple inches or like this book might fly across the screen. But the timing of the scares, because horror and comedy are, have a lot in common in the sense that like timing, 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 timing. is everything. Yep. So the timing in this movie, the cinematography, like the effective use of scares, like they have scenes where they'll just focus on one thing where nothing is moving and you're sitting there and you're like, Oh my God, it's going to move. Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. And nothing happens. Like it, it crescendos into nothing. And then when you get this feeling of like, okay, we're safe, then it fucking hits you. And it's, I, I do got to have the, uh, you know, this little bit get past the first five minutes. Cause there are some very corny CG in the first like five minutes that like is kind of laughable. And we almost walked out, but like you get past that five minutes and it's, Ooh, it's terror town. Really? <laughs> it's good, good, good stuff. What for you? What, what, what components do you look for in a fucking, in a horror movie that'll make tension. you watch it? Yeah. Tension. I need tension. Like staying uh, at the edge of your seat. Like what's yeah, happening? Yeah, man. Like, so I have a, I have a reputation on the show for being like the tits blood gore guy. The who goes our podcast. Yeah. And obviously like, I mean, you see the movie I recommended we watch today, tits, blood and gore, my bread and butter. But like, I need tension. I need to feel like shit could go wrong at any second and it could go wrong all the way. Um, one of my biggest like things in, in my own life is I like to be in control. If I'm not in control of a situation, like I feel kind of helpless, you know? And that's kind of how it is in horror movies. Just like, you know, McKamey Manor. Yeah. The winner Ramona, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's over in like Tennessee now. They moved it. California. Yeah. California kicked them out. <laughs> uh, but like everybody had always asked me if I wanted to do that. And I was like, well, no, because like you're letting people do these things to you. You're giving up control completely. And then it goes back to the home invasion. Like if I took my wife to this thing and like they were doing that to her, like that line between fantasy and reality is gone. Cause like, I mean, you know what it's like being a husband and, and I mean a father, I'm sure like you want to protect them. And so if I think like my wife is in danger and I hear her screaming, that would be came over. Yeah. And I think maybe that's part of what made Atrado so scary for me. So that just means terrifier. Yeah, terrified. 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 Yeah. Okay. Uh, that you can view on Shudder. Um, what the fuck is Shudder? Shudder is a horror streaming service owned by AMC. Four ninety. Oh, actually, it's five ninety nine a month now. But it's basically like the Netflix of horror. Awesome. They you have, pass me your fucking little your login. <laughs> yeah, they got horror originals on there. Uh, they got a bunch of really good stuff. Uh, first few Hellraiser movies are on there, which and is it's the next strictly episode horror movies on that shit. Strictly horror movies, bro. Yeah. Okay. This seems like something I should invest uh, in to watch movies. Oh yeah, yeah, it's good. I think Terrifier might be on there. Terrified definitely is on there. Um, there's a lot of great films on there. They did a movie called, uh, well, they released a movie called Revenge, which is, um, d hear me out on this. It's a rape revenge movie, but it's not like all the other rape revenge movies. Oh, there's a genre of rape revenge. Oh yeah. What? Like, yeah, dude. I mean, it, I don't know if it started with, I spit on your grave, but like, you know, basically a movie where a, a woman is sexually assaulted and then she like reclaims her power and, and, like murders the men who, who raped her. Um, but 
the way that revenge handles that is really well done. Like I know you can't exactly handle rape well, but they handle it really well. It's not grotesque. I mean, okay. Rape is obviously grotesque, but the way it's depicted isn't grotesque. They let your mind kind of fill in the gaps. And they they don't yeah. But then like the amount of revenge that she gets and the way she gets it and how it's not like she's a helpless victim. Like, you know, a lot of these other movies are, she takes it to him. Yeah. Oh man. Like that movie fucks. Yeah. <laughs> that movie fucks hard. Your favorite fucking horror movie of all time. The thing. Okay. Hands down. The thing. Which one's that? It's a 1982 John Carpenter movie starring Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. All right. Tattoo. Um, <laughs> yep. It's a, uh, yeah, it's a, a reimagining or a remake of the 1952 movie, uh, the thing from another world, which is a movie interpretation of the novella called who goes there. Look at you, which is where we got our name. You fucking guy. Yeah. It all comes full circle with that. Yep. And plus Kurt Russell has the most amazing hair and beard in that movie. Like, that's all I aspire to be is Kurt Russell. <laughs> and I've said from the first episode of the show, I'm only doing this to meet Kurt Russell. So once I meet Kurt Russell, I will promptly quit the Who Goes There podcast. No, you won't. Trust me. Is Kurt Russell still alive? Yeah. Yeah. What's he doing? Hanging out in Canada. So you're going to go to Canada. <sighs> do you think this podcast for you is even a blip on his radar yet? I don't think so. No? How do you make that happen? <laughs> I don't know, man. I thought I was going to be this close because we went out to the Telluride Horror Show uh, when they were screening Bone Tomahawk, which is a, a horror Western cannibal movie that what? Kurt Russell was in. And uh, they filmed it. I think they... No, he was in Telluride when he was doing The Hateful Eight because Hateful Eight was filmed in Telluride. So there was like whispers that he might've been at the Telluride horror show for that premiere. And like, I got all of my hopes up <laughs> and all of them were dashed. Kurt Russell. We'll yeah. see if we can make that happen for you. Yeah. Maybe we'll get him on cameo and pay for him to tell you a cool message. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's not meeting him. So I wouldn't quit for that. But like, <laughs> if I met him, like even at a convention, I'd be like, damn, well now I got to quit the show. Fuck. You're yeah. a creepy guy. You know, it happens. I've been told that quite a bit. Jesus the mustache Christ. doesn't help. You're like head over heels involved with all things horror and gore and home invasion. And yeah, I would not doubt it if in the next five, 10 years, you're indicted on some bullshit. Hey, you got to catch me first. Got to fucking hey. Yeah. Matthew Smith, thank you for coming in. Thank you. What else you got for us? What do you got uh, to pin for the Who Goes There podcast? Uh, you can check out the Who Goes There podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere that you find podcasts. Uh, also, you can find us on twitch.tv slash Who Goes There podcast. We're on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, you can also go to patreon.com slash Who Goes There podcast and get all kinds of exclusive content and become part of our super, super awesome community. We just released an episode on Friday the 13th. We will be releasing our new episode on Hellraiser 1, 2, and 3 next week. And the week after, we will be doing Darkness Falls with WWE superstar Baron Corbin. So check that out. Damn, homie. That sounded like seven and a half years worth of experience coming out in a little 30-second elevator speech. I've had well to do that done. speech at least once a week for the last seven and a half well years. <laughs> How do the ladies, um, wifey, all of your wifey's 
support? Are they on board with what you guys do? Or Alia was, uh, she was on the show quite a bit, especially in the early stages. Um, I still consider her a part of the show. I think George does. She's never on much, but she does pop in occasionally. Um, she's a very big uh, supporter of the show. There's been times where I've thought about quitting and she's been the one that's kind of talked me off that ledge. Well, for sure, bro. I mean, imagine you leaving this fucking podcast. You'd probably go on. <laughs> Do some ungodly like, shit. Yeah, like lift even more weights. Oh my god. Yeah, you you keep mentioning. You know how I know you lift. You don't shut the fuck up about how yeah. much you lift. Hey, it's not CrossFit though. It's At least the same that. thing. No, it's not. Same, same. Oh, Jesus it's Christ. Good stuff. It's good though, man. Like you knew me from fucking freshman year. Dog. You knew what a lazy roly poly I was. So like to be like, I don't know. To be, I'm not exactly fit, but to be but where I am now. What's scary is like you're fucking. You're an intelligent dude. <laughs> You've never been accused of that you know before. You're an intelligent dude <laughs> with a fucking weird fetish for shit. Hey, we ain't here to kink shame. <laughs> oh, Maddie. Man. I wish you had sound for this part because this part's fucking genius. But Oh, she, the hair yeah. got ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> I got some homework to do. Yes, sir. I got some movies to watch. Yep. Um, you got some podcasts to listen to. Yes, I do. I'm going to listen to, I'm going to find the ones that you recommended, the, the, the movies, and then Scroll back on the episodes, because I'm pretty sure you've probably already reviewed them once yes, upon sir. a time. Yeah. And I got to rewatch The Exorcist. Yeah, you do. You know what else? Well, just send so me good. your list. Send me a list. Like We don't have to talk about them now, but send me a top 10 list oh, of yeah. movies, of all-time horror movies that we need to watch, because I'm pretty sure people want to know about that, honestly. All right. You know? I, I got movies that. to watch. Yeah, and then, you know, uh, maybe when you post this episode, you can like do an Instagram post, and on the little swipe left, you can have the extended list. Look at there you. you go. You're fancy. That, that's why you've been in the game for so long, bro. Yeah. Fuck. When are you going to have me on the podcast? Anytime. Except not next, next week. I'll decline. Thank you, though. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. I thought about doing that to you, too. I was like, you know what? I should just do it and like message him like 10 minutes before I'm supposed to be there and be like, I'm, oh, bro, I'm, no, bro. I'm, busy. <laughs> I'm busy. Where do you guys film or do it now? It's still at Georgie's? Yep. All right. Yep. We uh, Dread Central has been... Not on us, but encouraging us to get back to doing video. So uh, we may have a new setup pretty soon. Look at that. Uh, I kind of miss doing video. Kind of don't. But uh, the shows got real fucking zany when we were doing video. Why? Just, I don't know. There was just some other kind of dynamic about it. Like, I don't know if we just drank more because we were on video or if it was like having John and Shane there as like a, you know, peanut gallery kind of thing or because we were doing them live. So yeah, like, that Dread Central office was pretty awesome. Hell that, yeah. that whole area was pretty cool. And then we had like, you know, we were doing it live on Facebook. So we had people like chatting in and commenting like as we would go along. So if we would say something wrong, people were right there and like it it devolved into madness quite a bit, but you can still watch those videos. If you, uh, there's on the dread central Facebook page and you can also just Google like who goes their podcast and click on video. Do I need video component in here? No, but I mean like it could help. Yeah. I mean like it could just a Patreon thing. Dude, I, need, I need to learn how to do a podcast, bro. Just get you a little camera. You can just like set it up in the corner here and just record and then like just put it up as something for Patreon. I feel like our my ignorance got us runner up. If I had a little bit of like know-how, maybe I could get us to number the one. Key to Patreon is uh, give them as much shit as you can without having to spend any money on it. How does that, what, what did the, what? Give them video, give okay. them extra episodes, give them exclusive content, like little like look into your live kind of thing. Just like, you know, anything that you can just do creatively without having to pay for. So I Patreon mean, would only have, video would only be for Patreon. Yeah. 
Because that's that's another reason for people to sign up. And then if you're, you know, donating the proceeds to charity, that's even more money you do to charity. And it doesn't cost you a dime. It might take you another, you know, 30 minutes to kind of like wrap up the video and upload it. I mean, if you do any editing, it'll take longer. But like... I barely know what I'm doing with this. Yeah. That's kind of how I live my entire life. How do you? <laughs> Maddie, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's a shame me, you man. didn't have whiskey with us today, with me today. But yeah, it's a shame. Maybe you didn't next smoke time with me. Well, you know, next time. There's a next time, and there's a next time. Yeah, we'll crossfade like crazy. Take it easy, brother. See. That is a wrap for this episode of the Emo Brown, the Saddest Mexican podcast. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Emo Brown. Give us a shout out at Twitter. We're on there too. And at Facebook, for those of you who still use Facebook, we're on there as well. More importantly, give us a visit at emobrown.com. That's where you can find all of our episodes, all of the merch. There's more merch coming as well as access to the Patreon Club. Join in the Emo Brown Social Club. Don't be a stranger. Pop on in there. Join. Submit. Follow. We appreciate your support. Thank you very much. Big things are coming. Besitos.